We're talking with Ben Kaufman, founding member and bass player and vocalist for the Yonder Mountain String Band, also a local resident of Nevada City. Thanks for joining us, Ben. Thanks, Felton. Thanks for having me. So you guys are out in the road right now, Yonder Mountain String Band is, and you're out in Colorado, and then you're going to be uh, taking a break for a while and then hitting it again. Yeah, we've got to, uh, we're feeling like we got to work while we can. You know, the general consensus is sort of nobody's sure about the fall. And once these gigs start moving indoors, you know, depending on how things are going with the pandemic, those shows may happen, they may not, nobody knows. So we're trying to make hay while the sun shines. While the summer sun shines. Apparently, it's, that's all it does anymore is have <laughs> the sun shining. Yeah, so, I, well, you know, that's interesting. I wanted to talk with you about this a little bit because you're a major rock band, touring band. The pandemic had a major effect on your whole, uh, well, on Yonder Mountain String Band's present existence. But you still managed to do some stuff. I remember seeing you last year playing for the Telluride guys out in Lions. Was it Lions you were playing at? or? Yep, they did some alternate substituting sort of festival experiences. Very, very different, though, than you know an actual Telluride. And so now we move forward into the middle of the summer, and then you've got the fall and the winter. Have you booked a lot of stuff that now is kind of iffy? Well, I mean, everything's still on the books. And as of now, everything's still a go, but we pay attention to the markers and which direction everything's moving, and uh, we're not exactly sure how it's going to go. Uh, you know, do you require proof of vaccination? Do you sort of roll the dice and let everybody kind of handle their own business? It's also not only state by state, but county by county, so you may end up in a place where, I don't know, you got a, a gig in, you know, Chicago, and they may have different rules than Pittsburgh. We're sort of being flexible, but there's also the business of it, too. If all of a sudden you can only sell, you know, 100 tickets instead of 800 tickets, you can't really afford to play that show. Right, to fly a band You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, or, you know, gas for the bus, and everybody's, you know, all the crew gets paid. And so it's sort of, it still feels very unsettled, but really we've just been out about a week and it's our first tour basically since the pandemic started, like an actual get-on-the-bus, drive-around-for-three-weeks tour. How big an entourage are you traveling with right now, including band members and then road crew? Well, we scaled down big time, just had to because of uh, the pandemic and finances and everything. So we've got five in the band and then three crew members plus a bus driver and everybody's sort of doing double duty handling picking up you know bits and pieces here and there just trying to get out and you know make it work and have it be viable so that at the end of the run everybody can you know make money and go home and pay their mortgages again one of these days my mortgage company is going to ask me to start paying them again (laughs) you know there's a lot of people in that boat yeah save my save my butt if it wasn't for that, I'm sure we wouldn't be having this conversation. <laughs> so I don't know where I'd be. So as far as booking and contracts, how has that changed since the pandemic happened? I mean, I've done booking for over 25 years. You've been a rock band for, you know, 20, 25 years. Initially, you would sign a contract with a club to come in and play, and then they'd give you a deposit, and then you'd show up on that date and get the rest of the money or whatever. That Has that whole model changed because of the pandemic? Are there a whole bunch of 
ifs, ands, and buts in there now? There are definitely, you know, uh, COVID addendums. And personally, Yonder has a COVID rider. So very specific protocols for how the space needs to be sort of maintained and cleaned and how people have to uh, behave themselves if you're backstage or, or local crew members. And as far as like the booking side of it, it looks the same, but a lot of the promoters that we work with, you know, they've been out of work for the last 18 months too. So guarantees have gone way down. They're not able to offer the same amounts of money to have bands show up. So a lower front end that you make up on the back end if you, you know, assuming you can sell tickets. But, you know, the, the nuts and bolts of it aren't, there's not too much change in that. Still feels um, it still feels very similar to how it did, but also different in you know a very pandemic-y way. We're talking with Ben Kaufman from the Yonder Mountain String Band, who got a little bit of a tour going, and then are going to take a break and see how things go. Talk just a little bit about how Yonder is doing recording-wise. Have you made plans to make another record? We just finished mastering the new record. So we, that's how we spent our pandemic, is making, writing and recording new record. That will be out in, it's actually not going to be out until May, end of January, early February next year, primarily because there is a massive backlog of in vinyl production, in actual record album production. There's only, you know, half a handful of companies in the world that do it and the one that we work with is in uh, I want to say it's in the Czech Republic and they are just literally almost a year backlogged you said vinyl so this you're not you're not backlogged because you can't make a CD you're backlogged because you can't make an LP and that's how believe it or not that's where we make most of our money on music sales and by a lot actually is vinyl record sales and how long has that been going on? When did it switch from CD sales to vinyl sales being your, your main go? Two years. Okay, right before the pandemic I mean, then. Yeah, I mean, we get, you know, you get your checks every what quarter from the streaming services, but it's really not, it's, it's not a livable, you know, it's not a livable amount of money. And we're, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of streams. And it's still, you know, it's it's a laughable amount of money that those companies pay artists. And then you still sell CDs. I mean, you know, the distribution companies want actual CDs still. And it's still good to have them to send to radio stations, you know. Although I think a lot of that can be, you know, people are getting music digitally there as well. And I don't know how... KVMR does it, but... Um, it's pretty much you know, digital. Maybe. I mean, my, the way I've been getting music for the last few years and the way KVMR gets it, it's all in the digital world. So CDs are pretty much being phased out. It's hard to find a CD player to put in the studios here, one sturdy enough to do that. Yeah, I've got one in my truck, and that's, the, that's it. I never use it, though. <laughs> you know, but it, so, so it, doesn't really make, you know, it doesn't really make a lot of sense to spend money to produce CDs. It's almost like, hey, we made a movie. We're, let's make laser discs. But nobody's going to buy a Laserdisc. Let's go back to your general business plan of a modern rock band touring now. There was revenue streams were touring, and then product sales. And your main product is an album, your music. So you would sell it on downloads, and then LPs would be your, you say, is now your main money market. Yeah, by a long shot. 
Yonder's always been principally a touring band, so the you know whatever money I make is primarily coming from ticket sales. Then you know merch, T-shirts and hats, and you know and music sales, but particularly vinyl. That sort of makes the that really makes the world go round. Um, so those are the two things, and then you get you know some uh, licensing and from songs that we've written over the years and that get used in various places. Um, so you make a little bit of money there, but really it's the same as it as it's ever been in that selling tickets to the live show is the that's you know that's how I you know in theory eventually will be paying my mortgage again. Were you guys eligible for unemployment when uh, COVID hit? Oh yeah, we were very very lucky. You know the van started in Colorado, and we were very lucky to have some older sort of older brother bands to tell us how we should be doing things. We organized our business correctly from the get-go, which means paying into all of the all the taxes and you know doing everything by the book, very much by the book, and that really paid off this last year because we were able to so approach the state of Colorado and say, "Look, this is what's happened," and Colorado has been just amazing. I know people in California have not had the same experience. So I feel um, very lucky that the the band and the businesses are Colorado based because the the state of Colorado really took care of me. I mean, it, you know, I wasn't making money, but I was able to keep, buy, you know, buy food and take care of my kid. You know what I mean? Like the 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 real critical stuff. Because I was worried, and I think like a lot of artists, that the whatever little amount of money I've been able to save over the years that that would just go away. You know, I would be hemorrhaging money to just be able to afford to live. And the governments, the the state of Colorado and the feds, they took care of me, man. They took care of a lot of people that I know. And I'm very, very grateful for that because I never had to, you know, I never had to stress too much. There was moments of stress, and obviously you're looking at this big picture thing, and you're in the middle of a pandemic, so there's health stress and well-being and that kind of stuff. But in terms of being able to know if I could afford to get, you know, bread and milk and eggs, I never had to worry about that, um, which was a blessing. If people want to find out uh, what's going on with Yonder when the new albums are coming out and when the tour is happening, how do people do that? You can go to our website, which is yondermountain.com, but probably a better um, better thing is to go to any of the social media places, your favorite places. Go to what, Facebook or Instagram or whichever ones you, you like to do. And uh, that's, that's the easiest way, I think, to keep track of us. We've been talking with Ben Kaufman from Yonder Mountain String Band. We certainly wish you the best and hope to see Yonder Mountain here in the Grass Valley, Nevada City area in the very near future. Thanks, Felton. Love KVMR and, uh, and love that area. You know, called it home for 10 years and just love everybody there. So thanks for, thanks for talking to me.